Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June 25th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good, feeling pretty great. Um, so far, haven't done too much today. We did some groceries. Uh, let's see what else we got for the personal corner. Any food corner? Uh, oh, I had Taco Bell. I decided to, have to, to to do that to my body. Yes, yes, yes. I, I ordered a Crunchwrap Supreme, a Burrito Supreme, and a Nacho Bell Grande with nacho fries. So, yeah, I was on some fat, fat shit. It was good. It was yummy. I, I It did not disappoint. Um, I paid for it the next day, just like you're supposed to. <laughs> You know, all always a good day. You know, it was, it was nice, nice relaxed weekend. Um, and like I said, more or less, just at groceries today. It's it's a lazy Sunday, so we love to see it. Uh, let's see. Hopefully, you're having a good one, you and yours. Um, let me go ahead and light this candle, and then we can get into some news for this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Okay, okay. All right, so we do have an update on the uh, Prigozhin situation uh, from CBS News. Wagner Chief Prigozhin says he's accepted truce brokered by Belarus. Now, um, to me, this felt like, like some Napoleon, like, I don't know, exile shit. Like, this motherfucker just got sent to St. Helen. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about it. The chief of Russia's Wagner mercenary group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, said Saturday that he'd agreed to haul his forces' movement inside Russia and take further steps to de-escalate tensions in an agreement brokered by Belarusian leader Alexander Lukashenko. Now, Lukashenko kind of just played go-between in between the two of them. I think he talked to Putin a couple of times. Uh, this seems like a really nice, quick and easy safe face here. I believe the Kremlin has more or less said, hey, we're not going to press charges. We're going to drop them now. Uh, you know, he's just going to go away and, you know, problem solved. Now, I don't know if this is the end of Prigozhin. Naturally, he left with his forces. He says, hey, you know, we made it this far without drawing any bloodshed. I realize if we went any further, Russian lives would be lost. So, you know, that was his diplomatic answer to the situation, though he was literally baying for the blood of, like, these military officials up until this point. So I'm, I'm surprised that he's just kind of getting away with it, if you will. Um, maybe it just goes to show how much power this guy, you know, really has at the end. That And at the end of the day, he went from being, like, a hot dog vendor to... This mercenary warlord guy who I wouldn't say is on par with Putin or anything like that. You know, clearly he kind of got put in his place really hard here. But it does seem like he's getting away with that without any real repercussions. You would think something like this. It's like, okay, you're going to be getting that ice pick nap now. Like, <laughs> uh, But we'll see. Uh, I don't know what's down the pipe from here. Uh, but I do think the story is kind of starting to cool. 
But it, it does seem like when it comes to um, Wagner Group, when it comes to Prigozhin, you just never know when and where he's going to pop up. <laughs> like, what's he going to say? What's he going to do? So he is a wild card for fucking real. Uh, let's go ahead and move along here. From the Associated Press, freight train carrying hot asphalt, molten sulfur, plunges into Yellowstone River as bridge fails. Um, a bridge that crosses the Yellowstone River in Montana collapsed early Saturday, plunging portions of a freight train carrying hazardous materials into the rushing water below. Uh, the train cars were carrying hot asphalt and molten sulfur. Stillwater County Disaster and Emergency Services said. Um, let's see. I believe um, they did shut down like the water just to kind of like make sure that everything was, you know, on the up and everything was good. They do say that like despite that there was literally all this leakage into the, the body of water that there's been a surging river. It's been like swollen. So they're they're saying that it's gonna dilute the the stuff going into it and also they they add that like sulfur is something they use in fertilizer and things like that uh more or less just trying to say hey guys yeah this is you know obviously not a good scene uh but no one was hurt and this shouldn't be like an environmental disaster so hopefully that's that's the case hopefully that's true i know we've we've definitely uh covered a lot of train incidents train wrecks and things of that nature though this doesn't seem like too much of a neglect thing i mean we've covered yellowstone a decent amount as well uh just a lot of not i don't want to say environmental problems just nature being nature and i mean you have a bridge and they there's a concern that maybe like the 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 amount of water has kind of maybe was a cause of it in terms of like erosion or something like that to the bridge but that's not a for a certain thing so yeah uh oh yeah also a fiber optic cable that was running Internet uh, was also damaged by the bridge collapse, so that was kind of like another bummer to the area. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like this was like, excuse me, too wild or like a catastrophe or anything like that. It's just definitely like, oh shit, a whole ass bridge went down and, you know, leaked chemicals. It's like, yet again. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's been a busy year for that, huh? Um, all right, we can go ahead and move along here. Call that coverage. Uh, from the Metro, from the Metro, actually, I, I always like calling out, um, like, news sites that I'm not the biggest fan of, but that being said, I just found this, to me, it's an interesting story, obviously, it's fucked up, it's dark, but, you know, those do kind of draw my attention sometimes, um, but a woman shot Uber driver and took a picture thinking he was kidnapping her to Mexico. Uh, this, this lady is, she definitely has, like, main character energy. Uh, I understand that life is crazy, anything could fucking happen, but this is, like, jumping to conclusions in the most radical way, and because of where you live and who you are, you just, like, yeah, I can just have a gun, why not? So, like, you know, shit, they're trying to fucking Liam Neeson my, I'm gonna get taken? Oh, hell no. Nah. Well, that's not what happened. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, Phoebe Copas, 48 is accused of shooting Uber driver Daniel Piedra Garcia, 52 years old, in the head on US 54 Highway in El Paso last Friday. 
Copus of Thompsonville, Kentucky, ordered an Uber driver to take her to the Speaking Rock Casino, where she planned to meet her boyfriend after he finished work. Uh, Let's see. While in the Uber, Copus saw traffic signs that read Juarez, Mexico, and wrongly thought Piedra Garcia was trying to abduct and take her there. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Copas then pulled a silver and brown handgun from her purse and shot the driver. Now, Garcia, um, he hits like a barricade or barrier, um, comes to a halt, which is near Loop 375. I don't really know what that looks like or what it is. That's just part of this fucking highway. Um, Now, Copas doesn't call the police or anything like that. She gets a hold of her boyfriend. The boyfriend comes and picks her up. And apparently she's so shaken that um, she leaves the, like, the gun on the ground. Um, she drops like everything. Um, yeah, just really sloppy. I, I imagine like she's just freaked out. I'm, and I imagine even with her narrative, like, yeah, like I imagine you're like, I didn't want to do that, but I thought he was going to kidnap me. But, I don't know, it's, it's wild that you're on this much of a hair trigger, and you're just like, yep, I'm just gonna shoot this person in the, the head, um, and then, to be like, oh, I'm not gonna call the police, or anything like that, and they mentioned that in this article, it's like, she could have alerted police anything prior to just pulling out a weapon, um, instead, she just shoots someone, and then calls her boyfriend to come pick her up, um, you know, leaving Garcia to his own devices. Um, now, Garcia, I believe, is in intensive care now. Um, his wife has put up a GoFundMe for him. She said that he had um, just had surgery, I believe, on his knee. And, you know, he was working to finally, like, get more income and things like that. And, you know, this happens to him. And it's a fucking shame, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, we're all just working, trying to live our lives. And, um... I, a bit of a tangent here, but it just sucks that we were always just one catastrophe from just being at the the edge, you know? Um, and like I said, it, it's a shame that someone like, you know, this corp- corpus, corp- co- yeah, corpus person, uh, was just like, yeah, I'm gonna blow someone's head off today, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm not going to Mexico. Uh, it, it just, it's just wild to just, you, sometimes you gotta stop and just use some common sense comprehension skills and say, hey, let's not jump to conclusions. Let's not get wild. I, I maybe being a little bit anxious, a little bit paranoid. <laughs> I don't know. It, it also reminds me, I'm, I'm really in the weeds here being, you know, tangential, whatever, but Crash is a big movie for me. And um, there's the ending scene in that movie that I think about a lot. And I, I just always go like, God damn, my fear is always that person like the person who's like oh yeah no i'm not like a racist guy like i don't have any problems with like black people or these people or those people but like they do harbor these feelings and they bury them and they bury them and they bury them and then they come out in like the craziest most like paranoid ways sometimes and they just do the wildest things and potentially people can get hurt just because you're scared or have this crazy bias that you just haven't worked out you know um so yeah uh, that was something I wanted to cover and talk about. Uh, we got one more thing to cover before I let you go. On this Sunday afternoon. 
Oh yeah. Uh, from CBS News, Ireland is paying up to $92,000 to people who buy homes on remote islands. Here's how it works. Um, now, these articles I always love when, like, a country is doing some, like, weird promo to get people to come live there. They usually grab my attention. Uh, but here, the... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the Irish government has a plan to boost the population of more than two dozen remote islands in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, Dangle grants of up to ninety-two uh, hundred or ninety-two thousand. Sorry, ooh, out ninety thousand dollars to home buyers who are willing to move there. The islands include Innismore, where the Oscar-nominated uh, two thousand and twenty-two film Banshees of Inisherin was party film partially filmed and which is one of the errant islands that sit off the west coast of ireland these islands are often a tourist draw due to their rugged landscapes and history now these islands look beautiful it looks like an amazing place um i'm gonna say to visit <laughs> but um the way these islands are kind of set up they're kind of remote not too many people live there on said island, like individually. There's just not too many people on each. Um, so you would be very secluded. Also, there's stipulations to this $92,000 that make it not super cool to me personally. Uh, and, and we'll run it down. Um, but essentially, though, the $92,000 or 84,000 euros... I believe that's euros um it might be pound sorry you know I don't, i'm not too good with the symbols outside of the dollar sign okay 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 um but um you have to like renovate a derelict building um on one of the islands now um let's see people who fix up a vacant property can get up to almost sixty-seven thousand dollars for renovation according to the government website so i mean it's cool, but the money is tied to you living, obviously, in Ireland, and you either have to, like, live in the home or, like, rent it out to someone to live in the home. Uh, they cover, let's see, you know, where the islands are located. Um, let's go the qualifying part. The property has to have been vacant for at least two years and built before 2008, so, aka, it has to be old. Uh, you have to own the property or be in the process of buying it. You have to live in the home as your principal private residence when the work is complete or rent it out. You can't be a registered company or developer. That I like a lot because then it, it comes down to like it's the rich. Well, I hate that because then like rich knobs can probably come and do that kind of shit. Um, essentially just be their own company and be like, yeah, I'm just renting these nice ass homes out. And it's like, hopefully you've renovated it. Because that's the thing, there, there are, I've seen some of these homes on some of these islands that, that do look really nice. But that being said, you're still isolated and secluded from people. I would have went like that. Like, maybe this is Hawaii. Like, okay, different aesthetic. But I don't like Ireland that much. It's a lot of green, though. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, also, you have had to um, pay taxes and have your taxes in order. So, you know, obviously you can't be on some crime shit. Um, at least you can't be on some slappy crime shit. Let me uh, be specific. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is an interesting proposition. Um, I don't know why it goes out of the way to be like, hey, can I do this if I'm American? Like, yeah, you can totally. It's... <laughs> this isn't an anti-American situation. No, they just want anybody. Um, but yeah, something's interesting. I'm curious if you would do that. Um, feel free to sound off in the comments or whatever. Say if you'd want to go to Ireland for that amount of money. Uh, on a fixer-upper, maybe that's your thing. Like, as much as I would like to say I'm a hermit and I, I like to live alone and, like, be by my lonely, I, I do like human contact. You know, I do like running into people, interactions. Also, I think about myself, well, what's going to happen if, like, there's a bad storm and, like, I, I'm not well or I'm sick? Like, you know, the, the bridges are going to be up. I'm not going to be able to get into town and get help. No one's going to be able to help me. You know, not even life alert's going to save my ass. So um, those are things I would think about and probably is going to leave me in good old Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's the news. That's all I got. Um, I won't bore you with all the blah, blah, flim, flam, shill, jam. Um, so hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.